Welcome to the Chatter in the Box podcast, where your hosts, Liam Skiffington and Matt Indominico, discuss all things baseball. From breaking news to the latest free agent signings, they'll dive into today's game with some of the top minds from around the league. You can catch the latest episode of the Chatter in the Box podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, or Amazon Music, or visit our website at www.chatterinthebox.com. All right, so Peter, last year, what was the key to your success in your big league debut season? Um, I would say there's a lot of keys, but the biggest was just the group that I had around me, starting from my coaching staff and my teammates in Nashville. And then um, the guys that I was fortunate to play with uh, in the big leagues, you know, a lot of good guys in the bullpen um, made it as easy you could as easy as you could possibly make it. I mean, it's hard, obviously, in the big leagues. It's the best in the world. Um, but those guys helped me so much. So I would say combination of them and then just where I train in the off season, um, just being around a bunch of big leaguers and um, you know having seeing how they go about their business and facing them and all that kind of stuff. So it was just a combination of a lot of things. What were you working on this past offseason to build on your success from last year? Um, I would definitely, I was just trying to work on being more consistent. Um, you know, last year, probably walked more guys than I normally do. Um, so just trying to be more consistent with my stuff um, and really just trying to learn more, you know, with everything. Honestly, just year two sometimes can be harder than year one just because guys get acclimated to you. You know, they get familiar with you, how you throw. So, you know, I just picking um, a lot of guys, picking them in their brain and just trying to figure out, you know, what was the difference, you know, they saw from year one to year two. So just kind of stuff like that, you know? Yep. Um, so, Peter, we're day two of a 162-game marathon. Yesterday was opening day, your first big league opening day. What was that like for you? Run me through that experience. I mean, it was it was pretty cool. Um, you know, I was, I was more enjoying it for my buddies, um, you know, Bryce Terang, Gus. You know, it was a little different for those guys than it was for me. Um, so I kind of was just like, it was just another, you know, another day and being grateful that I'm in the big leagues and, um, you know, not taking anything for granted. But it was cool just like kind of being there for those guys, especially Bryce, man. I came up with Bryce, been with him every single season. So, you know, it was just unbelievable to see that and be there and, you know, experience that with him. So, I mean, it was more, honestly, it was more about taking that in than for myself, you know. Absolutely. Did you guys go out yesterday and celebrate his first hit? No, I actually we didn't. I went to breakfast with him this morning. His he's got a lot of family in town, so you know he's spending a lot of quality time with them. But you know we got we got breakfast this morning. Um, but I mean we talk every day, so you know we're celebrating every day. You know. Would you say he's your best friend on the team? He's definitely one of them. Yeah, I'm close with him, and I've gotten really close with Dev. Me and him are you know we hang out a lot. He's helped me a lot. You know just getting comfortable and 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 confident and you know all those things that he's gone through and you know obviously got to get to where he's he's gotten his career so you know I, I'm pretty close with those two guys for sure mm -hmm. so you guys started the season on the road in Chicago um, you're in Milwaukee next week I believe what are you looking forward to most about your first opening day in your home stadium I mean the fans probably you know just the love that I'm sure they'll give us um you know, it's, it's always great pitching in Milwaukee. Uh, the stadium's unbelievable. The fans are unbelievable. Um, so, I mean, I'm just looking forward to seeing how, you know, how the atmosphere is there, um, especially on an opening day, because I know it could be 
it could be uh, pretty cool and you and and fun. Mm-hmm. You mentioned uh, Devin Williams. They're, the Brewers also have a ton of great pitchers. Corbin Burns being obviously the main one. Is there anything specific from either Devin Corbin or anyone else on that squad that you've learned and implemented into your game over the last year, year and a half? Um, I mean, there's a lot of things. I just I'm more of a guy that I like to observe from afar and you know see how they go about their business and you know see what makes them great. So I kind of like yeah, at times you know I'll, we'll have small talk and you know but. It's more for me just kind of watching those guys from afar and, and seeing how they go about their business on a daily basis. So, yeah, I've picked up things just, you know, a lot of it, too, is just how to be a professional. You know, in the big leagues, it's a different different animal. Um, so, you know, I, that's definitely that's definitely um, how I've gotten some tips and keys from those guys. And like I said, the, just the staff and the players I was fortunate to play with in Nashville, man, those guys have helped me so much. We hear players talk a lot about the difference between – uh, being in the minors and being in the big leaguers, what does it mean to be a big leaguer in the, in the sense where, like, what is different when you get up there? What's, uh, like, different about the pro- sense of professionalism up there, everything? I mean, the difference, um, at the end of the day, it's obviously baseball, but, you know, you're just playing against the best in the world, you know, and, and obviously in AAA, there's so many good players as well, um, but it's just so much more magnified. You know, there's there's a lot of data there's the media, there's a lot of other things that you have to, uh, you know, be prepared for, um, you know, um, so like, obviously, it's just, it's big, it's, it's much bigger, um, you know, you're going from the travel is much different, you know, you're, you're in a city for three days, you're flying to another city for four days, you know, so it's the preparation too, like that with your body getting adjusted to those little things that people don't see, like, you know, the, the fans, they, they don't see the day to day, like that kind of stuff. And, you know, until you're in it, or, you know, if you're fortunate enough to have a good group of guys that kind of can prepare you for that, like while you're in the minors, you don't really know until you're there. So it's just kind of those things like, you know, adjusting to those things and making sure you're, you're prepared because, you know, there's a lot of things you need to do just more than baseball, especially, you know, like with your body and, and recovery and all that stuff. So on the topic of adjustments, Peter, you got called up last year in June, I believe. Um, so you got to experience like the pitch clock in AAA. What have you seen? It's only been one day. What have you seen from your teammates in terms of adjusting to that, um, your big league teammates? Um, well, we, we obviously used it a lot at the whole spring training. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's just more about, you're trying to learn ways to use it for to your advantage and also figure out how you can not get in trouble with it. And I would say, you know, just seeing my teammates, I think everybody really got comfortable with it within the first couple of weeks in spring training. Um, I don't, I don't really know how they're using it to their advantage. And maybe if I did, I wouldn't say it. No, but, um, uh, but uh, no, so I, I think it was just more like getting comfortable with it. And then like, once you get used to it, I think it's just not even like, it's not even there really. Like you're just not even thinking about it. And like you said, in Nashville, you know, I, I used it for the, the whole year I was there. And, you know, the only time I really came in in any issues was when I was shaking pitches and then I got bald because of that. So that's one of the adjustments you kind of have to make. But besides that, I think it's, it's, it's not too bad. So with that rule, you guys are only allowed to throw over three times. How do you guys limit the run game with that rule in place? You have to just be better with like how you hold runners. So, you know, like how, how long you're going to hold the ball for, how many vary in your looks, um, you know, obviously now that's only limited picks. So when are you going to use your picks and understanding how many you have left certain amount of step off. So it's like those things, but if you could just be aware and good at how you use your, 
your holds and vary and all that stuff. Like, I think that's where it could honestly benefit you because then you don't need to pick off as much because now you're making it difficult for the runners by, you know, mixing up stuff like that. So I think once, once you get used to it, it can, it can definitely be beneficial. Do you think on the other hand, there's a sense where hitters can be kind of timing your arm tunnel. And so like, if they see every time you're releasing the ball at six seconds, um, they can kind of time that a little bit better, right? Yeah, I think that's why you use the clock to your advantage there. You're you're able to, instead of counting in your head, um, like how long this time you're going to hold for, you have the clock in front of you. So, you know, sometimes guys are saying, I'm going to pitch this one at eight seconds, this one at three seconds. So that's where it could be beneficial for some guys, you know? Mm-hmm. The consensus consensus in the Milwaukee Brewers clubhouse among the pitching staff about this rule. I think guys are like, I don't think there's like any bad things that are thought or said or or thought about this because like I said once you get used to it there's ways to use it as an advantage so I think everybody's I mean pretty cool with it like they're not they don't mind it at first it was just like another thing kind of you got to worry about when you're preparing for the season so like some guys at first might have been like especially myself in spring training I was kind of rushed a little bit because coming from the bullpen you're timed from that too which in Nashville we weren't so that was just the adjustment for me I was sped up in my first couple outings because I didn't get to do my normal routine before the inning, you know, warming up to on the game mound before I faced a hitter. So I had to make a little bit of an adjustment. It actually happened to me yesterday in the game. Um, you know, I couldn't finish my warm-ups again because of the time. So that's, I feel like, the one thing. But, um, you know, using it in spring training, I was able to understand, like, this is going to be a thing that happens sometimes. So now I'm not, like, just in shock. I'll be able to, like, okay, this if it happens, what can I do to adjust, you know? You can almost shake it off more, right? Yeah, exactly. You're more prepared for it, even though it's still not yep. not fun, but yeah. So how are you feeling about the squad, Peter, um, moving forward for the rest of this season? I feel great. I mean, I, we have such a great group of guys, man. Like we obviously got a, a bunch of new guys, but um, everybody's unbelievable. Uh, I feel like everybody gets along well and, you know, everybody's hanging out, talking. There's no, there's not one guy that doesn't talk to another guy. So, and obviously we have a bunch of good players. So, I think the sky's the limit for us, man. I really do. And it's exciting. Very exciting. And you know better than most, Peter. They have pretty much uh, some bullets loaded in the chamber, so to speak, and AAA just waiting to be called up as well. South Freelich, Joey Weimer. Oh, yeah, so much talent. I keep in touch with those guys, man, because those dudes are, they mean so much to me. You know, like I said, the staff from all those guys. And then I have a bunch of buddies that I played with there. So I'm always keeping in touch with those guys, man. And, you know, I know we have a bunch of great players ready for their chance. You keep in touch with uh, Rick Sweet at all? Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll chat through the WhatsApp a little bit. And, you know, in spring training, you know, seeing him, it was unreal. Just, you know, telling me he loves me, telling him I love him. You know, I'm just, I'm very appreciative of him, man. He, uh, you know, he was there for me a lot last year, going up and down. And, you know, all those guys, man, like Buffy, the hitting coach, Ned Yost, third base coach, um, uh, Jeremy Accardo, the pitching coach, all those guys, man, they're unbelievable. So, you know, I keep in touch with them as much as I can. Even our strength coach, uh, Andrew Emick, unbelievable people. Peter, so I'm going to ask you to think back a few years um, to when you first started playing. What ultimately made you fall in love with this game? Um, I mean, it was just something that I, you know, my parents put me in at a young age and it's kind of just a part of my life. You know, it was just Growing up, we played travel baseball. Um, 
and that's all I ever did. Like I, I, I only knew my life as a baseball player, you know, like you go through school during the week, get ready for the tournaments on the weekend as a young kid. And then as I got older in middle school, playing for the team, high school, playing for the team, college. Um, and I fell in love just cause you know, it was a, it was one of the things that me and my dad were so close, you know, with just, you know, talking about baseball and it was a passion of his passion of mine. So I think that's how, you know, I, I fell in love with it. At what point throughout your career did you know you had big league potential? Um, I would say, you know, I always had the confidence, um, you know, even when I was in college. But where I kind of saw it was, I think it was like during COVID, down where I train, you know, like I said, there's a lot of um, big leaguers there. And, you know, I was able to see these guys in person and face them and, you know, the pitchers and the hitters. And, you know, I just told myself, like, you know, I, I think I'm as good as these. I know I'm as good as these guys. So, like, that was for me when I kind of first saw it. Like, you know, I think if I really do just continue to work hard and, and, and stay confident like, and get the chance, I could be a big leaguer. So I, 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 that was probably the, the time where I definitely told myself, like, I could definitely do this. So, Peter, when you're coming in the game from the bullpen, uh, a lot of high-pressure situations often, what song are you warming up to? What did you pick this year? Um, I've used the same song since 2018 when I signed with the Brewers. Kid Cudi, Reborn. That's my song. Um, I don't know. Okay. It, just, it gets me in the zone. The story, uh, I don't know. It's just like when I first heard it, just hearing you know him like saying, I'm so reborn, just feeling like, you know, it's a, this is a new chance. Like I'm coming, like I, I just got turned into a reliever. Um, you know, I felt like I was just like, I don't even, I don't know. I just felt like this is it. Like I'm, I'm reborn. Like this is a chance. This is, you know, and I'm, I'm gonna come out here and just essentially just show them that, um, you know, I, I could do this. So I don't know. I just, it just hit me, I guess is how I could say it. And I've kept it ever since. So nice. Do you think, is it kind of like a superstition thing for you almost too at this point? Mm, not necessarily. I think it just, it just, it, I feel like it gets me in the right zone, uh, not too high, not too low. It like gets me pumped, but not too pumped. And I love Kid Cudi. So, you know, I just, I like it. And there's obviously other songs that I've thought about as Walk Up, but for some reason that one just always is, I don't think I could ever change it. Okay, there we go. So Peter, we've talked about your on-field career so far, but what we really brought you on for is you recently launched an off-field apparel brand called Compete. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, obviously, I don't know if they'll be able to see it, but I'm wearing the hat right now. We have some hats, some shirts, some hoodies. And essentially where it all started was uh, when I was in college, um, USF, the Twitter account and all that and the Instagram would tweet like, you know, compete. And then like however many strikeouts I would have, they add an E on the end for them and however many it was. And, you know, the thing was like, you can't spell compete without P. And then it stuck with me through the minors um, coming up. You know, our, one of our trainers, Pax, called, uh, Pax named Jeff Paxson, um, he would always say it. Like, we kind of make it a joke, but, you know, it was serious. Like, you can't spell compete without P. They know I like to compete. I'm competitive. Like, so, it was, you know, it, it just stuck with me. And then after last year, I've always talked about potentially, like, maybe doing something. But when I got home, you know, I had a couple buddies of mine, like, um, you know, they're telling me, like, you know, maybe you should do something with this. And then um, Eric Cressy, you know, kind of who's done a great job with himself, with his brand and his, you know, business said, Hey man, you really should do that. And, um, so I said, you know, yeah. And I, I got two buddies at home that, that, that have a brand themselves, uh, called Define new boundaries. You know, they're the ones that helping me working very hard for me and helping me so much. I can't give them enough credit, but it also is, it means a lot to me because the goal with this is 
to build it as big as we possibly can, obviously, like anybody would, but eventually um, take some of the, the, the proceeds, the profit, whatever, the money, and um, donate to St. Jude's. Um, you know, that was something my dad always asked me when I was growing up. He's like, if you ever make it, I want you to get back to St. Jude's. And I would just say, I would just like, I got you. Like, and, you know, obviously now he's not here. It's fine. It's kind of like a way for me to like, you know, show him my, my thanks, my gratitude for everything he sacrificed for me and my family growing up. And, you know, it obviously means a lot just because, you know, St. Jude's is an unbelievable uh, thing and it saves lives. And um, it's actually crazy because when I'm home, I coach some travel teams. And they support me. They were supporting the brand. And one of the moms came up and, you know, she told me how her their oldest son had cancer and he went to St. Jude's and they saved his life. So I've already built the connection there where, you know, hopefully in the off season, they may have me come out and do a commercial or something like that. But it that's where the brand is. I would like for it to go. And then eventually I'm thinking travel programs back home and, you know, facilities. So that's where we're at right now. So you started this to essentially honor your dad. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely, definitely. That's a beautiful sentiment. Yeah. Um, Peter, where can people go and get uh, compete gear? Uh, so yeah, the website is www.definenewboundaries.com. Like I said, those are my but that's my buddies. They're, they've been unreal, unbelievable for me. You know, they've helped me with the designs, the even sending, shipping, all that stuff. And it's their website, and they were nice enough to let me put my stuff on their website. Um, so that's the website, definenewboundaries.com, and you could you know check out some of the stuff there, and and we always appreciate the support. Have you always had kind of an entrepreneurial spirit? I mean, yeah, I've always, you know, thought like that and, and I've always wanted to, you know, be a good business person. Um, so now being in this situation, it's, it's another motivation for me to like, you know, work hard and do good. So when baseball, whenever it's over, hopefully not for a long time, I could do something like that and keep me occupied, but help others. And, you know, that's something that really is a passion of mine. So, Peter, real quick, before we let you go, your agent is Tom O'Connell with Tom O'Connell Sports. He's been repping you since you came up. Um, what factors went into the decision to choose um, them as your agent to help guide you through your career? Um, so I'm fortunate. Um, the people I've met from where I'm, you know, where I live, uh, someone, his name is Brian Kaplan. He's like a one of the pitching coaches for the Phillies and their big league team. And he helped me through, you know, my career, especially when I was in the minors and a little bit in high school. And when the time came, you know, he thought he believed in me and he told me, you know, I know somebody that I think is right for you, who is a great person who can help you. And he was, uh, he was nice enough to like introduce us and told Tom about me when, you know, Tom didn't need to do anything. He didn't have to come and represent me. And sure enough, he did. And it's been unreal. You know, he's, he's by far the best, you know, he's the way he is with me. And, and he even represents Wade Miley, um, another pitcher for us. So He's just like a family, family dude, man, family oriented. And, you know, he's very personable. He's always reaching out. I mean, I talk to him at least four to five times a week. Um, so, you know, it's just that relationship is unreal and how much he hits me up and is always checking in on me. He never misses an outing. Um, so, you know, it's just been unbelievable. And I'm so appreciative of him. That sounds like an awesome relationship. Well, Peter, we thank you so much for your time. Um, Best of luck to you and your squad this season, and we hope to see you in Milwaukee at some point this year, man. For sure. I appreciate you guys, man, and good luck with your guys' stuff. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you.